Hello, this is episode 240, and today we're chatting about how our guest started keto, the struggle she's had with weight loss, infertility and adoption, self-confidence in creating a healthy relationship to the body, and so much more. Now, today's episode is a little bit echoey. We tried to edit it out as best we could, but I'm sorry in advance. Sometimes these things happen, but the quality of the content is ace, so I hope you'll bear with us. Okay, so if you listen to today's episode and you're like, OMG, me too, I need to get a handle on my hormones, I'm done with this stuff, I created a program for that. You can find out more by going to happyketobody.com. This is my 12-week video training program for women developed by myself and Dr. Nina lewis Larson. And it is a step-by-step on how to get your hormones on track, how to care for your digestive system, your autoimmune conditions if you have them, all of the things wrapped up into one program specifically geared toward women. So again, that's happyketobody.com. There's coaching in there, there are videos, audios, workbooks, a whole bunch of things. Again, that's happyketobody.com. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. And if you're looking for the links and resources and everything that you hear on today's episode, you can head on over to ketodietpodcast.com. And on that page, you just scroll down a little bit until you see episode 240, and then you'll get all the resources right there. Our guest today is Jessica Dukes, a native of Tennessee, the voice behind Daily Ketosis, which you probably follow on Instagram. Jessica is a wife, a mother, after a long battle with infertility where she turned to the keto diet to help with her PCOS and infertility. She's the author of the Dairy-Free Keto Diet Cookbook, one of my personal favorites, where she cooks keto meals and hopes to encourage you and motivate you in your day-to-day and along the way. Her hope when you come to her page is that you leave better than you came with a new recipe, a virtual hug, and just a new friend out in the virtual world of Instagram. Okay, Jessica isn't kidding when she says that you will leave her page with a virtual hug. Every time I check out her Instagram, I'm just like warmed by her amazingness. And if you go to her page, Daily Ketosis, you will feel it too. I can't wait to share this episode with you. So let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. So hi, Leanne. Thanks for having me on the Keto Diet Podcast. I appreciate it so much. I have loved watching um, your Instagram page and your business grow. You're such a good role model for me. And um, I've enjoyed seeing your face more on Instagram. That's so delightful. And watching your adventures and all that jazz. It's so fun. Um, You're definitely living your best life. And I'm I'm here for it. But thanks for having me on the podcast. I am Jessica Dukes. Most people know me around here as Daily Ketosis over on Instagram. And that's also the name of my blog and most everything. I um, 
have had, I've been, I've been daily ketosis for about four years now. And I'll back up and maybe just tell you the story of how all that happened. I am 43 years old. I've always struggled with my weight. I would go on a fad diet after fad diet after fad diet, lose a few pounds, get frustrated. You know, the rest, everybody, I feel like it's kind of their story if they've struggled with weight. I had never done a low carb diet because I mean, why would I do low carb? Those people always gain their weight back, you know? So I am super judgy and super not into low carb because that's not sustainable. But it's funny where you end up and what words you have to eat. So I um, had always shied away from low carb. When my husband and I got married almost nine years ago, and we started having a baby, we started wanting to try for a baby um, to grow our family. I was having a hard time getting pregnant. And then after about a year, I got pregnant, had a miscarriage, which was devastating. I've been a professional nanny and personal assistant for 25 years. And so I have cared for more children in Tennessee than you would even believe. Um, Mothering them and developing their character and growing them into human, adult human beings. So I um, love that side of nurturing and mothering, and I had done it for so long that I never dreamed that I would, once I got married, begin walking a long road of infertility and miscarriages and pain and all that comes with wanting something so bad that you can't have and you have no control over. So about four years into marriage, after trying, I was morbidly obese, it you know, walking around in my body, I would say, you know, somebody wouldn't say that, but I had, you know, a hundred pounds to lose. And, um, the doctor, the OB would always say, you know, just 20 pounds would help, would help get you pregnant. And I was always thinking, but it's so hard. And it really was. And I was always on a diet. I was always trying something. It was super frustrating to be in my skin because, um, all I wanted to do was have a baby. And all I needed to do was to be healthier, get my, you know, body in a better shape to do that, hopefully, and I would succeed. So four years into infertility have, we had had, I don't know, it's such a, it's such a, the timeline is so skewed because it was so long, but overall we had had four miscarriages by then and, um, had done, maybe four or five IUIs, which is a um, less invasive procedure than IVF, but fertility treatments for sure. We had done, we did seven total. So maybe by then we had done four or five. I also have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And um, so of course, that was another reason why I was having a hard time losing weight and um, getting pregnant because that definitely affects both of those things in fertility and our pregnancy and um, weight loss. So I um, was just Googling, you know, diets, food that help infertility and weight loss. And um, the first thing that came up was the ketogenic diet. I'd never heard of keto or ketogenic. I had been to plenty of doctors. I tried every diet in the world, you know, but not low carb because, you know, I wouldn't want to do that. And um, I had never heard of keto. As I read about it, 
it sounded really easy to me. I don't have a big sweet tooth, but I really like meat. So I was like, this is totally something I can do. This sounds too good to be true. I just eat a whole lot of meat and cheese and some vegetables and lose weight. Score. I mean, success. So I, um, that was December four years ago. And I thought to myself on January 1st, because God forbid we start immediately. I have worked on that in my personal life and personal development. Like once I see something that I need to achieve instead of like, I'm going to wait till this date to start, just start as soon as you decide, like, you know, that why do we wait for, you know, life to happen and this to happen and this to start living a better life? Like, why do we do that? I also think I also have a lot of motivation just in me. So occasionally I'm just going to spew words of motivation to you. It just comes out. I can't help it. So just go with me. Okay. Um, Also highly distractible as you can probably tell, but I, um, I thought, you know what, January 1st, I'm going to start doing this keto diet. Um, And for some reason I didn't, even though, you know, it's basis is low carb that didn't freak me out. Like, low carb or Atkins or all those, you know, words we had heard, you know, as a 43 year old woman, like growing up that were so like taboo now because, you know, Oh, they gained their weight back. Or maybe I'm just not a nice person. I don't, (laughs) maybe I'm just judgy, but to myself, but so anyway, I thought I'm going to start January 1st. I'm not even going to tell my husband. My husband has never struggled with his weight but he's always been thin, but he's always um, just followed my lead in the kitchen. I'm the main cook and or I am the cook in the house. So if I'm eating keto, he's going to eat keto too, because he doesn't know any better. And, and I'm a good cook. So I started keto and I had come from paleo, which now that I've learned more about the diets four years later, um, or keto, I, you know, incorporate, I try to do really clean keto and Sometimes I'm lazy, but I try to incorporate a more like whole 30 slash paleo approach of getting like good meats and good vegetables and, you know, really limiting the dairy and sometimes not even doing any dairy at all. But paleo was hard for me because with insulin resistance and PCOS, the, um, the carbs that you can have on paleo were, and you know, the the um, maple syrups and the the clean sugars you could have were really stalling my weight loss, I believe, um, or I know. So anyway, um, I'm a firm believer in those lifestyles, but it just wasn't what I needed to be doing to lose weight, to get my health back, and um, to also hopefully have a baby. Spoiler alert, the baby that I'm watching on the monitor right now as she sleeps um, so sweetly as I'm recording this. So dreams come true, y'all. I'm just here to tell you that really um, miracles can happen right before your eyes if you just hold on to hope. So I um, started January 1st. I think I ate meat and cheese for a month because I didn't really understand keto. I was doing the best I could. And that's what I tell a lot of people. They're like, how do I start? I'm like, just dive in. Like, you know, you're going to mess up and you're not going to know what you're doing. But like, you know, trying to take control of your health is much better than just being like, well, I don't know what to do. So I won't do anything. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. 
ButcherBox features 100% grass-fed and finished heritage-bred pork and organic free-range chicken. ButcherBox sends you high-quality, health-promoting meats directly to your door on dry ice and free shipping anywhere in the lower 48. ButcherBox makes committing to quality protein sources less expensive and more available to everyone. Their prices are hard to beat, and it's challenging to find a higher quality product anywhere in the USA. I've been using ButcherBox for years and love the convenience of a package showing up just when I need it, and their ground sausage is an absolute dream. ButcherBox has put together a super special deal for all listeners of the show. Order your first box and get a special gift plus an additional $20 off. Now, this special gift is so epic that I can't even mention it on the episode today. So you'll have to go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get your $20 off your very first order. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get $20 off your first order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. So um, just dive in. Like I said, I think I ate meat and cheese for the first month. And, you know, as I, you know, when you know better, you do better. And so as I understood it more, I um, learned that, you know, there were so many things that I could eat that were still that fell under the keto diet umbrella. So I um, started this Instagram page, Daily Ketosis. I had since I'd struggled with my weight for so long, I'd struggled with infertility for four years at the time. I love photography. I have a background in photography. I love words. So Instagram and blogs and all that really spoke to me. And I was part of, um, I fell under the mommy blogger category because I had been a nanny for so long. I had a blog that kind of chronicled my every day of being a nanny. So, you know, where I fell in the like, this is where she fits was the mommy blog slash Instagram. And um, that became impossible for me to continue as I got further along in disappointments and miscarriages and watching, you know, the mommy bloggers that were actual mommies become mommies for the second time and the third time and the fourth time. I think I watched one lady have five babies while I was in the process of just trying to get pregnant. So it was too much. So I took control of that and thought, you know what, I'm going to start a keto page. And, you know, four years ago, I don't, I think Instagram is kind of like quote unquote cool now, or maybe it's not, but um, social media is more of a thing now than it was four and five years ago. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to start a keto page on Instagram. I'm going to take a picture and post everything I eat And that way, you know, the goal was to, I was not looking for followers. I really didn't want anyone to know that I was doing this, but I thought, you know, if I meet some strangers along the way that are trying their best and doing their best and see my pictures and are inspired and I can be inspired by their pictures, then that would be really cool. And I thought, you know what, I um, love to take pictures. So I'm like, I'll take pretty pictures, but I'm going to post everything I eat. So it keeps me accountable to myself at, for keto, because if I know that I ha- I'm going to post breakfast, lunch, and dinner, well, I'm probably not going to ham- have a hamburgers and fries for lunch because I know I have to post it, you know? 
And so I um, started doing that and lost, you know, some weight really quickly. And, um, but more than weight, I started feeling really good, like even through infertility treatments and so many drugs, because I was trying to get pregnant and so many rounds of Clomid and every other infertility drug you can think of, I was on. And so many years of just like heartache and heartbreak of trying to have a baby, I started just feeling good. And so bigger than the number on the scale was my mental state. My mental state began to feel better. And then my physical body just began to feel on fire. Like it began to feel great. So I started working out and, you know, after about two years of consistent keto, I was able to lose 70 pounds, um, which, you know, I had needed to lose forever and keep it off. I have, like I mentioned earlier, a history of um, really struggling with my weight. I had lost a hundred pounds twice before when I was younger, when I was 18, I lost a little over a hundred pounds and had lost so much weight that um, I had to have a tummy tuck because of the extra skin was like rubbing and causing an infection. So I had a tummy tuck when I was 19, 20, and then I ended up gaining that weight back a few years later and lost it again. So I like, I, I have lost lots of weight, gained it back lots of weight in my lifetime. Um, so that's kind of where we were coming from. So after about two years, I was able to lose 70 pounds. I started working out. Keto really, really, really changed my mind and my focus and just made me feel like I could achieve great things because it, you know, not only did it help me lose weight, but it helped me, it helped my mind to see that I was capable of so many things that I didn't think I was capable of. And that all began with keto. So after about two months of having daily ketosis and posting everything I was eating. I'm not a very good secret keeper, especially if it's good. I started, a few people started following me and, you know, I was really having fun, like talking back and forth with other keto diet, you know, advocates or whatever. And so I told my husband what I was doing and um, he was like, Oh, I didn't even notice. This is awesome. So he jumped on board and it's cool because I come from a place of really needing to lose weight for my health and he comes from a place of not needing to lose weight, but he wants to feel good. And it's it's really cool that both of our journeys are very different. We eat very similar foods and he doesn't lose weight, but I do lose weight because I needed, I had the weight to lose. But his workouts at the gym, once he started keto, I mean, he went from like a thin 30 waist guy to like having like bulky arms, like, you know, like seeing like like goals achieved at the gym that he never achieved before eating keto. So it was really cool that like we were both achieving like personal physical goals, eating the same thing, because a lot of people think you have to do keto to lose weight. And that's not specifically true um, at all. I mean, keto is just good for your health. But so my page started growing, it started becoming like a thing in my life. And then after, and I guess I'm rewinding again, after about six months of being on doing consistent keto, I had had PCOS as long as I had been going to an OB. So what, 18, 19, 20, I, and had been taking metformin, 1500 milligrams of metformin every day for 
I mean, as long as uh, not and as long as the drug has been on the market, I swear I've been taking it so long. It made my stomach hurt every day. It made me feel terrible. But you know, the doctor was like, "This is the only thing we can do to control your PCOS." So, um, of course, I took it. And as I learned, you know, like I said, when you know more, um, you do more, you do better. Um, after I started keto, um, hoping that it would, you know, provide answers for PCOS and infertility. Six months being eating keto, the doctor called after some blood work was done and said, you know what, everything looks fine. He was like, you don't, you do have PCOS still. Obviously I don't, you know, I don't, Leanne, you might know more about this. I don't think there's a cure for PCOS. You still have PCOS, but you can control your symptoms and your insides with um, diet versus medicine. So I hope I said that eloquently, if not just. So the doctor said you can stop taking metformin, Um, whatever you're doing, you're doing right. So keep up, keep it up. So I um, was able to stop taking metformin, which, I mean, if that's not a reason to keep you doing what you're doing, keeping you in the race, then I don't know what it is because that stuff is terrible. So that was six months after I started keto. And then um, it's cool. My page led to me writing my first cookbook, the Dairy-Free Diet Keto Diet Cookbook. It just has opened so many doors for me professionally. Um, And while I'm able to maintain a ketogenic lifestyle, I'm also been able to grow in using my voice to speak to the lives of women that really need, you know, encouragement and lifting up and feel less than and feel like I have felt most of my life. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Today's show is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, the makers of my favorite magic elixirs like the Lion's Mane Elixir. Add to coffee, your morning tea, smoothies, shakes, you name it, and watch your anxiety go down and your cognitive function increase. Each of their elixirs are formulated to support various aspects of your health and wellness, from brain function to energy production, relaxation, and more. They're easy to travel with, you can add them to any liquid, and they're pretty tasty too. Use the coupon code KETO, all in caps, for 15% off all things at foursigmatic.com slash keto. Unsure of the link? Check out today's show notes for all the details. What is the most fun that has happened since starting keto is um, we went to Vietnam in November 2017. We were still in the midst of, you know, infertility mess. If you've dealt with infertility, it's a true nightmare. I'd had four miscarriages at this point and we had done at this point, I think we had done the seven IUIs. So, um, we were done. We were just done. If we knew we wanted to have a child, we wanted to keep trying. I was, you know, about to be, I guess, 42 at the time. I was getting older, you know, hope was diminishing. I, you know, I always knew I'd be a mother and I I had, you know, there was a flicker of fear that I wouldn't be, but I just kind of knew that my heart dreams would come true. I don't know why, why I knew that or what gave me the courage to think that, especially as a 42 year old woman that was just getting knocked down at every try with infertility, but I just knew it. 
while we were there in Vietnam, my husband's a writer and he was finishing up a book he had written about Vietnam, the Vietnam War. We were there for two weeks. And while we were there, my husband, um, they have really cheap massages there. <laughs> my husband came out of a massage. I think I'd gotten a pedicure. I love a pedi and a mani more than a massage. So he would get the, you know, the $2 massage. I would get the $2 mani pedi every day. Real good. So he came out and he was like, we have to adopt. We have to come back to Asia and adopt. Like I don't, we had not really talked about adoption. Obviously that would be something maybe we should have talked about sooner, but it just, you know, I really think you have to be called to adopt and we just didn't feel that calling on our lives um, until we were in Asia. So my husband and I, you know, the rest of the trip, we were like, we're going to come back. We're going to come back to Asia, hopefully Vietnam or China or just somewhere in Asia and adopt. We knew we needed to adopt from Asia. So that was November and January. Um, we were like, you know what, let's just take a break from the infertility, the, you know, the medicine and the drugs and let's give your body, Jessica, a break and um, see what happens. So in January of 2018, we sent off our paperwork for the initial adoption. We are interested. So it's been two years. We know for sure that we are getting a little girl from China it could be any day. Um, it could be in a month. We know we're, we're first on the list. So we feel very strongly that this year we will be going to China to get our daughter. Um, we don't know anything about her other than she lives in China and, um, she's going to be ours and already is ours. We just have not been matched with her yet. So if you're listening, if you ever think about me or, you know, see my Instagram page or just come across this, will you give her a thought or a prayer? Cause I'm so ready to get her home. I wear a bracelet every day on my wrist. It's just brown beads. I have it on right now and I got it in Asia. And when I wear it, I tell all my Instagram people, if you see it, give her a good thought or a prayer. So, um, just from me to you, if you would do that, I really believe in that good energy, getting her home. So, um, we're ready. It's been two years, but, but while that was going on, with a little help from some science, I was able to get pregnant and stay pregnant with Elliot Jane. I really think me being keto for, you know, the three years leading up to Elliot Jane and losing that weight with keto was what made me be able to have a successful pregnancy. Because like I said, I'd gotten pregnant four times, but I couldn't stay pregnant. So I really think keto helped me stay pregnant. Also, um, something I'm super passionate about is like toxins in our environment and toxins in our skincare and our um, houses. Like I, we can't control, you know, what goes on outside of our homes. But as I was like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do for this little Asian little, this baby from Asia that we're going to get and be ours? How can I you know, love her from afar. What can I do for her while she's not in my arms? And, um, you know, I started learning more about the toxins in our environment and our homes and what we're cleaning with and all that stuff. So I cleaned up our house and our environment, our environment and the toxins that, um, everyday toxins. I cleaned up my skincare, my hair, my makeup, all that stuff. So I'm super passionate about clean skin. I've become a beauty counter consultant, which is, you know, clean skincare, clean makeup. They test for, you know, heavy metals, heavy toxins and all that stuff in their makeup. And I 
I'm an essential oils girl. So I um, went down that path. So I really think cleaning up the toxins in our home, in my body, and then cleaning up and cleaning up my diet with keto. Those two things combined were really able to keep me pregnant with Elliot Jane is her name. And she's eight months old now. And she's perfect in every way. Um, While I was, you know, like I told my husband, we laugh and say, well, of course, Coco is what we're naming our adopted daughter. And I said, of course, you know, it's taken a while to get her home because God forbid our fertility journey be easy. (laughs) You know, like eight years later, we finally have Elliot Jane after a lot of heartbreak. Two years into the adoption journey, we're still waiting, which is fine, which is fine. It's exciting because the older Elliot Jane gets, the um, closer in age our adopted daughter will be and Elliot Jane and just have something about like sisters close in age. This swells my heart. I'm already saving Elliot Jane's clothes for Coco because I know Coco will be small and I think her clothes that Elliot Jane's clothes that she wears will probably fit Coco. So that's what I tell my husband when I buy one more thing for Elliot Jane that she probably doesn't need, but Coco's going to be able to wear it. And he's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so it's really fun right now after so much heartbreak to have Elliot Jane and know that Coco, that we get to go to China soon and get Coco. So I really, really, really attribute the keto diet to like getting me, you know, getting my body healthy and my mind healthy and able to maintain a pregnancy. Finally, I think it's interesting how, you know, the mind works. I started keto as I lost weight. I started feeling better and I started moving my body more and exercising more. And then, you know, my self-esteem, like my self-esteem got better. My I just felt good about myself because of what I was doing for myself and not specifically keto or anything like that, but just because I was taking care of my body, I was fueling it the way it needed to be fueled. And it really is, you know, bigger than losing weight or a diet. It's a mind game. Um, And I feel like if we can, you know, control what goes in our mind and that mental aspect of hard things we can really have power over our life. That's what I tried to do when, you know, the eight years I really struggled with having Elliot Jane and, you know, met with like miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage and, you know, defeat after defeat after defeat and getting older, watching like time just pass before my eyes. I would tell myself and my husband, I was like, I have hope. I have hope. I have hope. I have to hold on to hope. And when I felt depleted or I felt like I couldn't do it anymore, I would say to my husband, like I would say out loud, like I am struggling right now. I need you to have the hope for me until I can have the hope again. And then I'll take it back. And then it might be your turn again. So that's just kind of what we did. And, you know, my Instagram page started as, you know, all me, like me, 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 like I need to lose weight. I'm going to post these meals and hope that I'll lose weight. But what it's become is a community of lovely women, mostly. Um, I think I have three men following me, but a community of lovely women that um, we all need encouragement. We all need more out of girls and you can do it. And what I've been able to do is take the lead on that with my page and just, you know, say, you know, well, this is what I'm eating for dinner, whether it be steak and asparagus or 
chicken and cream cheese, but this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, I talk about, you know, like you're enough, you're worthy, you're beautiful just because you're you. Like I say that on my page all the time. I've tried to do lives this year more often and just talk, speak to those women that need to hear the voice that I needed to hear my whole life say those things to me that, you know what, it didn't matter that you were a hundred pounds overweight. It didn't matter that you can't have a baby. It didn't matter that you were all the things that you tell yourself you are, you were still beautiful, beautiful, you're worthy and you're enough. And I needed that in my ear. Like I needed somebody to tell me that my whole life. And what I hope I can be is the bridge between now and when you believe that yourself, that bridge that I can just be that vessel that carries that, you know, you hear that in your ear, you hear my voice saying you're enough, you're worthy, you're beautiful, just because you're you, not because you lost five pounds or a hundred pounds or you ate cake for lunch and you ate more cake for dinner. Like that doesn't have anything to do with your, your soul, your well being, your mind. Like it has everything to do with just you're beautiful, you're worthy, you're enough just because you woke up this morning. So my page has become a lot of me motivating women and telling them all these things that I've needed to hear my whole life. And, you know, I've been shy in the past talking about this because I'm like, you know what, I don't want to be too much for people. I don't want to be like, I'd struggle with that side of me. Like I have a lot of words. I'm definitely your (laughs) Southern female with all a lot of words. But this year I'm like, you know what? I get such a good response when I share my heart and I say these things to women and it comes from my heart. And I think, you know, I'm not for everyone, but I think people know my heart and know my intent. And I needed to hear my whole life that I was worthy and that I was beautiful and that I was enough just because just because I am. And the thing, the voice in my head that told me terrible things that I told myself, like I would tell myself terrible things about myself. Well, now I know that none of those things were true. Of course, none of those things were true. But I had such a negative dialogue in my head about myself that it took years and years of me saying these things to myself, you're worthy, you're beautiful, you're enough, like changing my health, played a huge part of it. The keto diet played a huge part of it. The keto diet, you know, led me to so many great things in my life. It allowed me to write a cookbook. I actually might be writing another one soon, which is fun. I really want to write a motivational book and all of that confidence, I really think started with me taking, you know, the reins on my health with the keto diet and um, really allowing myself to learn. And as I learned more about the food choices that I needed to make for my body, the mental game in my head changed so much. And as I learned more about myself, and as I felt better, and as I moved my body more, I've been able to share that side of me more on my Instagram page and on my blog. And like I said, we cook together nearly every night. I have a newsletter list where you can subscribe to my newsletter and then I'll just send you everything I cooked for the week. I just send you your email. That way you have a little happy email waiting on you on Sunday night. And, um, and it's everything I cooked the previous week. I hope you're really enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. Snap a pic and tag me at Healthful Pursuit or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. So, you know, for Daily Ketosis, the Instagram page, um, the future of it, I think, is I just want to motivate, speak, and lead 
with my actions and my words. And I hope I can do all those things, you know, in the kitchen, outside of the kitchen and really like speak, you know, Leanne, you've done a lot of that. I feel like in your own life, the past few years, just a lot of self-discovery and figuring some hard things out about yourself. And I think I've done the work too. And I've just really, um, I really, really enjoy the side of me that loves me. It's so great to like finally love yourself and like know that you're worthy and you're beautiful and enough because you just woke up and you're just alive and the day is yours and you're enough. I mean, I went to school to college for four years and got a degree in special education, but I never taught because I mean, why would anybody want to hire me? I'm fat and ugly. Like why would it? I mean, that's crazy talk. But that's where I've been and that's where I lived for so long. And it's so nice to be free of that voice that didn't like myself for so many years. And if I can share and speak to one person that feels the way I have felt my whole life, then I will have done a good job. And more importantly, now I get the bigger job of raising two little girls and one that's already, you know, popped out of my belly and into my house and, um, I want her to see a mother that loves herself, that fuels her body well, and that thinks she's amazing. And I hope that what I teach her will give her life lessons and little out of girls along the way that she won't ever struggle with her self like I've struggled with my mind um, because it's been really hard to, um, to learn to love me. And I really think, you know, I'm really selling keto hard here, but (laughs) I really do think that it was a big part of me. You know, when I started keto, I really felt like I I felt better than I'd ever felt as far as health wise. And I began to, it just carried down into other aspects of my life, if that makes sense. So I, but with keto for the past four years, you know, the big picture, I've lost about 70 pounds. I was able to have a baby. After eight years of trying, and um, I love my body. My body's not where you know where it's perfect. It's never going to be perfect. I have a C-section scar and a tummy tuck scar, but what I do know for sure is that I'm enough, and that I'm worthy, and I'm beautiful just as I am. And it's such a good. It's so good to be in the headspace of loving yourself versus not loving yourself because that's a hard road to walk. That's a hard. It's hard to hide from yourself and everyone else when you don't love yourself. I would go, you know, when I would buy clothes, I would just get the biggest thing on the rack because I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, nobody's looking at me anyway, and I really don't want anybody to look at me. So I'll just get this shirt. Who cares? Um, And I hope along the way that, you know, I've taught my girls that follow me on Instagram, like, hey, buy that pretty shirt, even if you're, you know, a 3X or a 4X or extra small and can't gain the weight you need to gain, you know, buy the pretty shirt, buy, you know, get some earrings, put on a little coat of mascara, put on some lip gloss, take a shower in the morning, take the time to blow dry your hair, like little things like that. Get ready for your day. Like, you know, smile at a stranger, smile at a baby, buy your friend a coffee, leave it on her doorstep and say, Hey, there's a coffee waiting on you outside. Go look on your front porch. Little things like that not only speak into the souls of others, but they also speak right back to you and they end up giving you more back than, um, than you give someone else. So I hope your big takeaway when you come to daily ketosis page is a lot of good cooking, 
a lot of good, a lot of good loving <laughs> from me to you and that you um, leave better than you came. I know Instagram is a fickle place and a funny place, but I really want my space to be, you know, I filled, filled your belly up with a great recipe. And then I also filled up your heart with some words or some knowledge or something I can pass on to you that you can pass on to someone else because it's a hard life. Some days are not always sunny. Some days are not always great. But on my page, if I can leave those sunny words, and if I can leave those great words, and if I can make my page an instrument to your growing in love for yourself, then that's what I want to be. And that's what I want to do. So um, that's kind of me in a nutshell. The last eight years, I've had a lot of personal development and growth, just learning to love myself, basically, because I knew that I was going to be raising girls and I had to figure it out because I cannot give them what I gave myself my whole life. Like that's not fair to them. And I don't want to leave that with, I don't want them to struggle like I've struggled, but yeah. So that's me, Jessica. I don't think I introduced myself at the beginning. (laughs) Hey guys, Jessica Dukes here, Daily Ketosis. But you can find me over on Instagram at Daily Ketosis or my blog is dailyketosis.org. We talk about a lot of things from my favorite finds at Aerie to Beauty Counter to Old Navy to my favorite baby products to, you know, just kind of a little bit of everything you can find in my stories, fun recipes. My cookbook is the Keto Diet, the Dairy-Free Keto Diet Cookbook that you can get at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or Target. Um, I think it's on sale right now on Amazon. So go ahead and grab it. And then um, my newsletter, if you know, you like what you see as far as cooking goes, um, I cook nearly every night. And what everything I make during the week, I send out on Sunday night, my previous week's recipes to you just as a thanks for being here. You're doing a great job. Here's some everyday easy recipes and they're not, they're not something a chef would make. They're, you know, very Southern inspired probably. And um, just what do we have in the refrigerator tonight that we can make? I've worked a long day and mama's tired. Those kind of recipes, which we all need, I feel like. So I hope they can just provide, you know, like a guide for you and you can take those and run and make my recipes and make them your own. To subscribe to my newsletter, it's dailyketosis.org and you will see um, on your phone, it's at the very bottom on your desktop or laptop. It's on the um, far right side. So if you're interested in my recipes, that's where you will find them. But yeah, thanks for being here, Leanne. Thanks for having me on your wonderful podcast. I really, really appreciate you and the movement you're doing with your work. And I love seeing all your adventures and I appreciate you so much. And y'all have a great day. See you later. See, I wasn't kidding. Jessica is amazing. I'm so honored to know her. And if you don't already follow her on Instagram, you can do so by going to daily ketosis on Instagram. Okay, next up on the podcast, Sunday, March 29th, we have episode 241, where I am talking about how the metabolism works. If you're frustrated around calories and intakes and weight loss and why your body has all these symptoms and why can't you just lose those 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, you're going to want to listen to that episode. Then Sunday, April 5th, episode 242, 
my friend Soma Mandala is taking over the show to chat with us about menopause and the keto diet. Dr. Soma is brilliant in this area. She shares a lot of things that I haven't even gotten into yet. So if you're experiencing menopause, perimenopause, postmenopause, this is the episode for you. Okay, I will see you there and have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.